1: So, the show is on NBC, it's on Peacock as well. And so, just as a, I'm just going to request for your next touchdown celebration, could you do a peacock? Like a, like oh just, it's kind of like, and, and people might, right, like just, and people might think it's an eagle too, like, or it's an eagle, but just like, and we'll know it's really for a peacock, and it'll just kind of be a <laughs> shout out to us and all of our friends. It's kind of like, something
0: like I hey, can cool that. look cooler when please. you do it. I can do that for you, but I'm pretty sure, like you said, everyone probably think it's an eagle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I can do that. Aj, for you. we'll
1: know the truth, and that's that. That'll be great that everyone wins in that situation. Aj, I'm so sorry you have to say whatever the hell that was. I'm not sure that that was not a peacock. Fantasy football happy hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's.
2: Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside the Peacock, Matthew Berry, and Lawrence Jackson. That was a great interview with AJ Brown. And by the way, that was actually that was a peacock. You knew exactly <laughs> we what I was doing, doing it. it. Exactly. Yes, I like the, the, sound the way you did better.
3: your arms, right? You kind of had to imagine that you we, know all the other fellows under yeah, there. It was not the yeah. dirty
1: bird. Yeah. yeah not no, the
3: dirty
1: bird. Dirty bird's the dirty uh, bird yeah, like this here. here yep. You know? So the entire interview, the definitive A.J. Brown interview, if you missed it, it's available on demand on Peacock. You can also watch it on the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. And, of course, wherever you get your podcast, it's the uh, it's the Tuesday show, the waiver wire show of the, of the uh, Fantasy Football Happy Hour podcast from this week. But A.J. Brown was great. It was awesome. He was, he was, uh, it was a really funny interview. He's a great sport, uh, and uh, highly recommend you check it out if you haven't seen it.
2: And I actually believe him. I
1: think if he scores,
2: he's going to do it. I think, I think, he think he's count. a man out of his word. Dealt. And yeah, if you're uh, a betting man, A.J. Brown scoring has been, been pretty ten. nice this year. Well, he's, he's
1: got 10 so far this season. They play the Bears this week. You know, everyone Rack scores up. against the Bears. Yep. Rack yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, give me an any time uh, A.J. Brown touchdown this week. No question.
2: All right, let's get into the Roto-World headlines because there is plenty to go around in the NFL world right now, and we will start with Mike White. Mike White is ready to roll against the Lions. If you said this over summer, people might laugh at you, but Mike White projected to be um, obviously a potential big-time streaming option this week as we head into the fantasy playoffs, Barry.
1: Yeah, I, look, I mean – that was the only question. The only question is health, right? But you, you love the production so far, right? I mean, the guy's been throwing a ton. He's, he's averaging over 40 pass attempts a game, over 300 passing yards per game. Whether it's in good situations where, you know, they're at home up against Chicago or they're on the road and they're down against Minnesota, either way, you like the fact that they're throwing a ton. You see it there on your screen in terms of what he's done the last three weeks. Threw it 44 times against the Bills as well, and now they're home against the Lions, Detroit, No team in the NFL gives up more fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, guys, than the Detroit Lions. They're allowing the third most passing yards per game over the last uh, four weeks as well. He's my QB 11 this week. I mean, like, again, if if there's no greater testament to how wacky this fantasy football season has been, it's the fact that Mike White is a legitimate top 12 option in the fantasy playoffs
3: this year. If you are having some trouble, some quarterback troubles, fire up Mike White. And like you said, the Detroit Lions, I mean, just look at the game they were in last week versus the Vikings. The Vikings lit them up, albeit in a, in a losing effort. Now, Mike White hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in a couple of games. But if anybody's worried about that, right, the Detroit Lions have given up 21 touchdown passes this season, which is the eighth worst in the league. And, right, this game over-under is 44 and a half. That is a high total for a Jets Lions game in a game that's going to be 35 degrees. So I like this matchup for Mike White.
2: And to support that even further, the Lions' run defense has been better lately, which yeah. tells you the Jets might go into a throwing script, which Mike White, Garrett Wilson, we saw what Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson did last week. Barry, let's take a look at your top to 10 your, to quarterback, your point, by Ryan the games. way. To your point, yeah. over the last month, the Lions, the eighth best run defense in the NFL, the
1: third-worst pass defense in the NFL, as I just said. The, the script 30th is there. Against, uh, against, the, the, script, the script is there. I don't think the Lions have anyone in their secondary they can keep up with Garrett Wilson. Nah, uh, you know, nah, nah, Elijah nah. Moore, we'll see if they get Corey Davis back as well. And so, yeah, suddenly Mike White, here we go. Let's, let's get go. it. Let's get it. And let's see the rest especially of your quarterback rankings. If you're it's looking for a quarterback, if you need, you know, you, you know, hear my rankings right here, Like, especially, by the way, if you lost Kyler Murray yes. and Mike White is a very viable option In the fantasy playoffs here, I, I could see you start. Look again, this is my top ten rankings. But if you had Trevor Lawrence and he's playing the Cowboys, I could see you wanting to play Mike White over Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith on a short week against the Niners. I could see a comp. You know, again, this is where I have them. But I could see you starting Mike White over one of those guys. It wouldn't be. I wouldn't look at you weird if that happened as well. Again, you know, and those ranks might change as we get through the week. I had to rank it as if there's still a chance that White doesn't go because of the rib injury, but as of a Wednesday, seems like all systems go for Mike White.
2: Yeah, Robert Sala saying that he's going to get treatment during the early portion of practice, then he's going to throw during team drills. All there indications are that he will be starting, hearing that from Sala. Let's move over to the Green Bay Packers here. Aaron Jones has been dealing with injuries almost the entire season. Uh, lately, it's been the shin, but he practices on Tuesday. Romeo Dobbs is confident. He'll play versus the Rams as well. Lawrence, Breaking down the Packers' backfield, we've seen A.J. Dillon getting going late. Aaron yeah. Jones has been somebody to lean on all year. How do you break down this backfield?
3: Yeah, so, you know, coming into the season, we all felt like both running backs were going to be like – we thought they could both be – we thought A.J. Dillon was an RB two aaron jones as an rb1 now it's more so like aaron jones as an rb2 and now dylan has played himself back into a flex play with over 60 rushing yards in three of his last four games so if you look at it like that you can approach it that way and look look at all the injuries we deal with starting aj dylan in a flex versus the rams in the playoffs you could definitely do a hell of a lot worse and as far as aaron jones you fired him up already
1: yeah, I mean, I think he had some nice production the last time we saw him. Obviously, the Packers on a bye, and so we saw AJ Dillon last time in Week 13. He scored a touchdown. He's actually scored now in back-to-back weeks. But I, Aaron Jones left that game early due to injury, and yes. so you know I felt the increased workload on Dillon was because the injury Jones off the injury report. He pra- he's you know he's going to practice today. Uh, you see it there on your screen, Dylan, because the touchdowns actually has more fantasy points. And again, remember Jones left the game, the last game early there. they Dylan's getting more rushes. Again, all that is due to the fact that Jones did not finish that last game. I have Jones as a top 12 play this week. Uh, A.J. Dillon comes in at running back 33 for me. So uh, I, I think he's a touchdown dependent flex in this one. If there's a positive, they're at home. Packers are at home. So the are and Lambeau. Rams traveling cross country, Monday night game, and they're a touchdown favorite right now. The Packers are a touchdown favorite, so second half, do they run the ball a little bit? I do think these days it's actually easier to pass against the Rams than it is to run against the Rams. They still have a, a, a pretty decent defensive line. And also just, I don't have a stat for this, guys, but Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's, it's looking like it's getting late early. This is a Monday night game. It's a primetime game at Lambeau. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to, you know, We'll see if he can ball out, but I think yeah, he's yeah. going he, to want to. He
3: better watch out for comeback Baker, though. I, I mean, comeback Baker, right? right.
1: So, <laughs> suddenly, suddenly it's a shootout on Monday night. But I just
3: my point is is that
1: they get in close, and normally you'd be like, "All right, they're going to give it to Dylan and he hangs yeah. at home." I could see Aaron saying like, "No, no, I'm, checking, other out. I'm checking out of that." I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bootleg and I'm going to try to get myself a cheap touchdown yeah. pass here or something like that or run it in myself. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous about Dylan. Uh, you're more optimistic than I am, Lawrence. To me, Dylan is, again, a risky
2: touchdown-dependent flex who's just outside yeah, my top 30. That, yeah. Aaron Jones, oh. though, is still a must-start. So, what about Romeo Dobbs, who's now returning? It's Yeah, I know. It's oh, kind of hard goodness. to trust. He, he got a lot of targets when he was healthy. He's been out for a while. Now it's the fantasy playoffs, so I feel like the risk is a little different here. We haven't seen him since week nine. And in that time, Christian Watson has become a thing
1: with a capital T. And so, just, again, it's the fantasy playoffs. It is win or go home. And so, I don't want to get cute at all. We have no teams on a bye. You've got every single person. So, I think you'd have to be pretty desperate and in a pretty deep league to trust Romeo Dobbs. I don't mind you picking him up and stashing him and seeing what happens when he's back with uh, Christian Watson off of the bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game and get him back. But... For me, I feel like Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are literally the only two Packers I feel good about starting in this game, and that includes Aaron Rodgers, Lawrence.
3: Yeah, so look, again, how the tides have turned. Earlier was Christian Watson when he got drafted, got hurt. Dives make a couple of plays, he gets hurt. You ain't getting the spotlight back from uh, Christian Watson. This is the thing about it, right? Like you said, Matthew, we have not seen this man playing around. See, we don't know what his role is now, and I'll be real, it's dudes like – Ben Skaronik, that I would start right. before. Rome. If I was in a situation like that, I would start Ben Skaronik, Vet Tutu Atwell, all of them. Train <laughs> we always.
2: <run> uh, <laughs> players, <you know? laughs>
3: I would start some of them Rams receivers. You know what I'm saying? Before Dodds because I just we don't know what his role is now. In the pl-
1: that's a great point, Lawrence. In the in the playoffs, we are trying to more than anything else narrow yeah. our right. narrow down and let's. Fantasy football has a bunch of fluky stuff that happens. And so uh, anything that is unknown, we try to get rid of. And there's always going to be unknown. And to Lawrence's point, we just, we have no idea. Is he behind, you know, is he behind Randall Cobb in, the, in terms of snaps? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. just, who, we don't know how the, we, the only thing we know is that Christian Watson is going to get his. And so I, I just, I don't want to—we at least have some sense that, you know, there's like at least somewhat of a connection between Skronik and Baker Mayfield exactly. or or Tutu Atwell, who got almost double-digit targets last week. So I'm with Lawrence here. I just—I don't mind picking up Dobbs, but I have no interest in him on Monday night. I want to see it first.
3: Yeah.
2: Staying in the NFC, Desmond Ritter, the Falcons' third-round pick, will make his first career start about the Saints. And obviously, guys— this, from a fantasy perspective, is not about Ritter, but what he can do for the pass catchers in this offense that were clearly limited by Marcus Mariota all year. Lawrence, do you expect any kind of bump, especially for somebody like Drake London?
3: Um, first, first off, it's about damn time they put Ritter in. It took in. way too long. Secondly, I don't know if this is going to affect them in a positive way. Like Dr- Drake London is going to have to get his opportunities and make the most of them because you've you got to do a new quarterback, but you still got the same coach. In the same system, doing the same damn things, that he gonna run that ball if he kill him. Right. So I don't, you know, I don't, I didn't think like, oh, Dre London about to go off. No, like get, bring me back Matt Ryan, and I think something in. But until He's then, a diehard
1: Falcons fan right here. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, about damn time. By the way, that's what Lizzo is actually singing about. Is you know, <laughs> you know, Desmond Ritter starting. That's uh, I swear to God. Like if you if you if you listen to the lyrics closely. It's really it's it's go a back lot. Check. A, check it out. That's, yeah. Lizzo is literally singing about Desmond Ritter. Super weird and specific, but uh, that's what she's singing about. <laughs> Love me some Lizzo. I'll just say this: I'm with Lawrence here. No, thank you. Again, just what we talked about with the Romeo Dobbs. Like, hey, I I want to narrow. I want to get rid of as much uh, randomness and unknown uh, things in the playoffs as I can. We have no idea what Desmond Ritter is going to look like. We expect it to be a very run heavy offense. I want no part of Drake London. Could you could you talk yourself into Cordero Patterson? Sure, you yeah. know, as a again another touchdown dependent flex. Like again, he's in that AJ Dillon, round. you know. Like if he if he scores, he pays off for you, but you don't feel great about his usage so far, especially against the Saints. Saints have a pretty mm-hmm. good defense. Yeah, like, you know, a big it's like that's too. the thing. They're on the road at New Orleans. Uh, you know. This should be a it should be a tough matchup here. I mean, the over under is forty three, so we don't expect a yeah. ton of fireworks in this game. Should be a slow paced game. Andy Desmond Rittner, still playing? Desmond <laughs> yeah. Ritter versus I, I, Andy Dalton. You I, know, I, I like, think they
3: got. I think the Falcons just got to see if they got to draft a quarterback in twenty twenty three. That's what they're going to use. No. His...
1: And and it's a super smart thing. Like give the kid a give the kid some run. But I yeah. just, you know, I, and I'll just say and I'll even say this. Again, you're in a deeper league, you're in a two quarterback league, a super flex league, and you're like you just left Kyler Murray. I'm I'm in that situation. For sure. And and uh and I prefer like I put in bids on Colt McCoy, like I prefer Uh, Colt McCoy. I prefer Baker Mayfield. I prefer Sam Darnold. Like, I prefer any of those. Definitely Darnold. Right. Any of those guys over Desmond Ritter this week in his first start against the Saints.
2: It feels like a script that Arthur Smith will take the ball out of his hands, especially on the road, a tough matchup against the Saints, like you said. All right. More odd quarterback situations. This is not one you're chasing on the waiver wire in any sense. The Texans are maintaining a two-quarterback system against the Chiefs. Fellas, People laugh at this when you hear about it in college. When it makes it to the NFL level against the Chiefs, this was Lovey Smith's quote, I thought it was effective. Two different flavors, and that's always tough for a defense to prepare with what we were doing with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was vanilla and vanilla bean. You know, I mean, like, those are the
1: flavors. Yeah, you're right. Tomato, you tomato. Like French right? vanilla, maybe. You know, I mean, like, I just, you know... Um, but yeah, here's the here's the only reason it's interesting. There's only one reason why it's interesting. And that is that on Yahoo, Jeff Driscoll actually qualifies as a tight end. So you can play him at quarterback or tight end. We're back to Taysom Hill and that controversy God. now. It's only on Yahoo. He, he, he qualifies only as a quarterback, I believe, elsewhere. But on Yahoo, he does qualify as a tight end. And there's a guy who had seven runs for 36 yards against the Cowboys. And so, uh, you know, they're playing Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs. Are a bottom twelve run defense over the last month, and so in a in a situation where you're desperate for a tight end in a Yahoo league, could you talk yourself <laughs> into Jeff Driscoll in the as a as a poor man's Taysom Hill? Uh, <laughs> I, I sort of I guess like I would I would rank him as a high end tight end too. <laughs>
3: <I> <laughs> I'm mean, trying like, to figure out right. where this tight end stuff came from, like. He ain't play no tight end in no, college. I, they just no. they just making up stuff out right. here in, in the I, whole two quarters. I gotta send a
1: note to Yahoo. I don't know what's yeah, going some on. something
3: like there. he didn't like they yeah, trying to say like he faked. That what they trying to say. They right. trying to say and judge. he's not though. He, they trying to say he got junk in the trunk or something. Cause he, they With j- make Hill,
1: it. it sort of makes sense because he's always been he, kind of this Swiss exactly. Army knife
3: player. Yep. Jeff Driscoll's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He, he was a quarterback in college. He's been a quarterback in the pros throughout his career. Like he's
1: been a backup. Like he he had some run with the Lions. I mean, he's been around a lot. You
2: know, but like. Evaluate as a quarterback, right? Just because you're athletic doesn't mean you're just a tight end.
1: No, let, let me. That's scale what back I tell here. my coaches. They're constantly like, like "Oh, we're Barry, we're playing you a tight
2: end." Like I'm like, I get it. I'm athletic. I'm, I'm athletic. I get it, but I'm athletic.
1: can still throw. I, I can, can still throw. throw. Do you understand the cannon I got here?
2: Yes. No, and they right. So you don't I don't just get the bald rifle nickname for no. nothing. No, exactly. The, the, the bald. Well, this is, is what on. you
3: did in little league, though. Right. Just run two quarterbacks and just they. I think Lovey Smith just lied man. To hell with it. Let's see what works. Yeah, and let's get All
2: this season over with. No, Lovey Smith is like
3: we're you know we're taking for. Rice or
2: whatever. I don't know. You know they're
3: like uh, figuring it out.
1: Uh, rich, you know, whatever. Um, so so that's the only, that's the only reason to bring it up. It's, just, it's worth noting, like, see what your quarterback, your tight end options are if you play on Yahoo. It would be dicey. It is a risky start. But again, like, if you're just like, hey, man, I'm sifting through a bunch
3: of junk. Somebody going to do
1: it. Somebody somebody will do it. They're going to get them six points. As long as we're talking tight ends, just very quickly, just worth noting, Dallas Goddard got activated off the IR, so the Eagles now have 21 days to activate him. We'll see if he plays this weekend or not, but it's worth noting, he's only rostered in 86% of Yahoo leagues, so he's probably taken, but it's worth seeing if somebody in your league waived him thinking he wasn't coming back and just – just check. Just, you never know. Okay. Every once in a while, somebody does something dumb in your league. So just want to bring that up as well. And so, it, and if you've been stashing Dallas Goddard, there's a chance you get him back on Sunday, but certainly sooner rather than later.
2: All right. I, I wanted to ask, and I think it's so insane, with Damian Pierce's injury, can you buy into Driscoll running at all? But it just seems so insane. To start him in a playoff game, not as a roster stash. Right
1: only now. the only way you're starting him is, is is in a deep league at tight end, and you're like you're truly desperate. Yeah. Who would you
3: start, Desmond Ritter, or Jeff Driscoll, uh, at tight end? Desmond oh, yeah, I mean, Ritter yeah. at quarterback, or or Jeff Driscoll at tight end? I guess I would start Driscoll. Desmond Ritter yeah. just because he'll play all the snaps. Yeah, yeah you're
1: is. guaranteed that. But I mean, like it's 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 ugly town. <laughs> it I mean, is it's ugly just, town. It is. It is. You know.
3: I mean, if they're just going to do that, can we get Yahoo to make Justin Fields a tight end, too? Yeah, that'd be good. Can we, can we get
1: yeah. that? dear? Don't Yahoo encourage Fantasy. them. <laughs> don't encourage them. Just tweet them him, just tweet him at Yahoo Fantasy. Go ahead. All, All right, right, we're like going to take our first break. We just report it. We don't, make up, we don't make up the rules, man. We just report them. When we're back, it's a little keep it
2: open or close it out. Let's go. Let Let's go. I thought you were going to show up in a Desmond Ritter jersey, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Not hitching his wagon to that. <laughs>
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mick Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal
3: if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour.
2: This is what, what the National Football League is about. Is it's about um, giving your all, um, and when it doesn't work out, getting better from it not worse so we have to find a way to do that um you know I was hoping that that would be the case this past game it wasn't so does that um I I I don't think that I I see it as an opportunity that was Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel staying optimistic the question is Will these guys stay optimistic as we jump into keep it open, close it out? Basically, are you sticking with these players in your lineup yeah. for the first round of the fantasy playoffs? By the way,
1: Cain, I'm, I'm not the only—he's not the only one. I also hoped that it would get better, that they would have learned oh. from the week before. Well, you—you you know, went, you
2: went on TV. I, I went on.
1: I, 14 million people saw me say, "Like I think they're going to kill him. Like I think Tua has a huge game." Those are the kind of things I said <laughs> to 14 million people. And well, you know what? You? I was panel, wrong. The whole panel I was picked wrong. Was we all picked him. And if I'd known, if I'd known, we don't talk about our picks beforehand, and I'm annoyed. Like, I, I feel like, you know, somebody should have jumped on the grenade. but of death. You know, and like, and no one did. And I'm just like, if I'd known everyone was going Dolphins, I'd have gone Chargers, because that is the kiss of death. If we, when we all go yep. one team, uh, I mean, look, I still have the lead. You know, so I guess you know what I uh, See that,
2: right? But people forget that.
1: People do forget that. No, they just bring up the fact that I yes. was like, I was, you know, this is I, what took, you do. I took the over on two of passing yards. Like I was 0 for everything. Pick the Dolphins this I think, week. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's no, not the game. Yeah, yeah. Right. And <laughs> then the Blizzard. blizzard. <laughs> no. And and now listen, I I got a real decision to make. We'll get into keep it open, close that out here in a second. But there, it's the Commanders Giants game.
0: My yes. heart says the Commanders. Yeah.
1: yeah. But then my brain says you've seen this movie way too many times every time you count on the commanders <laughs> they will let you down they let you down mm-hmm. and I'm just and this is one's a true pickup, you know I mean like so I don't know what I'm going to do I, part of me wants to pick the commanders because they're my team and, I, and they are favored and they're home and I do think they're the better defense um, uh, but on the other hand I'm sort of like I should pick the Giants because one, either I get the Giants right and I'm happy about that or the commanders win and then I'm thrilled and it doesn't matter because they're going to control their playoff destiny. I don't know
2: I'll, I'll think about it 8 billion times between now and Sunday night uh, Commanders, Jets, Falcons. That's why this is a drinking show. Exactly. This is the happy hour. Exactly, the desk dude. of sadness <laughs> for desk the happy sadness. hour. By the way, speaking of Falcons, officially Marcus Mariota to the IR. Yep. So there you go. The Desmond Ritter show to finish out the season. it real, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> this his right. backup. Logan, Desmond Woodside. Ritter's Logan, show. Logan Woodside. Logan Woodside. Logan Woodside. Woodside. Yep. Just right. signed.
1: Right. right. There you go. AF superstar, Logan
2: Woodside. I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. Yes. XFL. Toledo, yeah. Oh, Toledo. yeah Toledo. Toledo, yeah. Exactly. Right yes. to of Toledo. That's right. All right, let's get into keep it open or close it out, and let's start with Barry's <laughs> Barry's favorite player, Tua Tagovailoa, traveling to Buffalo. I mean, last week, ten for twenty-eight, one hundred forty-five yards, touchdown, twenty-eight rushing yards. Ooh, by the way, this is a tough would, one. If
1: you had if you had told me if, if you'd said, guess how many completions he had in that game, I'd have taken under ten. I'm amazed he had ten. He looked if, awful. It felt that way. He yes. looked awful.
2: He look, they should put him at tight end. How about that?
3: We won't get no no stats on that.
2: No. We won't get no numbers. Okay, so what's your question here? I I mean, can you start Tua in the fantasy playoffs? Which sounds crazy to ask that, but the matchup, the weather, how he's looked for the last two weeks, weeks—it's a lot to weigh here. It is.
1: It is. I I mean, I hedged. I'll I'll be honest with you. Like, I hedged. He's my QB7. (laughs) No, he's my QB7. Right, here's the positives. I'll give you the positive side uh, of Tua, which is that He's got Tyree Kill. He's got Jalen Waddell. The odds are they're not gonna it's a it's a it's a very important matchup, it's a divisional matchup. Uh the Bills have shown some signs of weakness, if you will. Yes. Right? I mean, you know, last four weeks Buffalo's given up over forty pass attempts a game. You know, um uh you know, they're they're a bottom ten pass defense over the last month. I mean, yep. you know, Mike White threw, you know, Mike White on half a rib, you know, yep. almost threw for 300 yards against him.
2: Similar passing concept,
1: right? McDaniel on the floor. Correct. So, those are all the positives here. But to your point, like he's, he's had four games against the Bills and he struggles. He's averaging 10 fantasy points per game against the Bills in his career. Now, obviously, he didn't have Tyreek Hill or Mike McDaniel. Jay, uh, he had Jalen Ronald, but he didn't have Tyreek or, or Mike McDaniel in these games. Uh, Buffalo, overall, the season has been good against quarterbacks, six fewer fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Game is going to be in cold weather. Two has looked brutal the last two games, like under a fifty five percent completion percentage here. Mm. So I am as a low end QB one. He is definitely risky. I'm probably keeping it open. But I like I said, I don't I don't think he's a no brainer start. I don't think he is like a ah oh, yeah, I've been riding two of the whole time. Like it depends on what other options you have. Like I'm probably not benching him for a, you know, a so so guy with a good matchup. Right. Right? But um but I do think if you had another viable option, I think that's something to consider. What about you, Lawrence? I, if he if he lays an egg, I wouldn't
3: be shocked. Yeah.
1: That's my point. Especially, by the way, Tyree Kill might not be 100%.
3: Right. Um, yeah, so I, I respect everything you just said. I feel very similar. Obviously, Tua's he's my guy here, um, hasn't been successful against the Bills. The interesting thing about this is the one time they played the Bills earlier this year. Now, it was a different game. It was in Miami. It was warm, all this, that, right. and the third. But the the, the the Dolphins won that game. Tua was actually pretty good against the Bills the first time around. The thing is, the Bills had 90 offensive plays to the Dolphins' 39. Right. So in those 39 plays, Tua went 13-18 to for 186 in a touchdown. Now, I'm going to keep it open, but it's because I have faith in Mike McDaniels to adjust and, and for the offense to take what the defense gives them because it was there versus the Chargers. They was forcing it. Tua was forcing the issue. So I'm gonna trust them to adjust. Um, don't know if they'll win the game, but fantasy wise, like you said, I'm not gonna stretch myself benching him over some quarterbacks. But it's not like is a must start. But we must keep it open.
1: So that's, let me—that's yeah. fair. I'll just say this: the only thing I'll say is that for some reason, Tyree Kill isn't gonna play, and the
2: expectation is that. He oh, dies. that changes it. Right. But if Tyreek Hill's <laughs> out, then I'm I'm out on Tua. Well, let just me throw one more clear. thing at you because ha- we're gonna do Jalen Waddle next. So these yeah. are tied together. You wake up Saturday morning or Friday, and the weather's just an absolute mess. Does that play into this even more? Because the the conditions are expected to be bad, and Tua doesn't really strike you as this Josh Allen, all-weather kind of quarterback.
1: Yeah. I think if it, I think, it I think yes. I think if it was bad weather, if it's gonna yeah, kind of blizzard-like Like, worse the, than what
3: we
2: think it might be, like blizzard-like yeah. conditions, I'm probably
1: benching Tua. Okay. In, in that scenario, yes. All right. Some quarterbacks can, right, with strong sure. arm guys or guys that are mobile quarterbacks that could run around, like Josh Allen will be fine regardless yeah. of the weather. But yeah, Tua's
2: not that guy. So let's talk about Jalen Waddle then. Waddle obviously, it, let's assume Tyreek Hill plays to make yes. this conversation okay. a little bit more straightforward. Lawrence with Waddle last two games. Nine targets, three catches, 40 yards, just not much. As Tua falters, Waddle falters. So, if you don't have confidence in Tua, as we've talked about, does that carry over to Waddle? You got a great point. You make a great point, and it's the same thing. I
3: feel the exact same way. It's like, yeah, I'm going to keep this open because it's Waddle. The past two games have not looked great. 40 receiving yards total again. But, uh, like like you said, he – Tua's fallen down the past two games, as has Waddle. He hasn't had a 100-yard game since week eight. And I don't know if we suspect that this game, but we could at least hope for some more volume. Again, the Dolphins have to take what's underneath, take what the defense gives you, and that's why I still have a little faith in Waddle. Keep it open.
1: Over the last month, the Bills are a top-five run defense. They've been really good against the run, and so – When you think about the fact that the Dolphins are over a touchdown underdog in this game, my expectation is they're going to have to throw. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball effectively. Jeff Wilson Jr. might miss this game. Obviously, he left last week with the injury. So my expectation here is that they have to throw, that they're going to be down, they're going to be throwing. And when they're throwing, they're throwing to Tyreek and they're throwing to Jalen Waddell. I'm at wide receiver 20, which is the lowest I've had him all year long. Uh, So he's a low-end wide receiver 2 for me, but I'm still starting Jalen Waddell. I do think... I just think when you get to the playoffs, even though there's been a little bit of um, you know, disappointing uh, performance from him the last two weeks, I'm still keeping it all open on Jalen Waddell because of his talent, because of the volume I'm expecting, and because he's one of those guys that all he needs is one play. Like he can make your day in one play. Yes. He's got that ability.
2: Let's stay with the wide receivers here and look at Mike Evans against a tough Bengals defense. They Bengals are one of the hottest teams in football right now on both sides of the ball. Mike Evans, kind of an anomaly right now in terms of what we're so used to from him is consistency, and that has not been the case, Barry. You see it right there on your screen.
1: He's got one game in the last five with double-digit fantasy points. That was Week 10 against the Seahawks, and he had Mm. 10.4. You know what I mean? Like just five for 54. Mike Evans has been under 60 yards, as you see it there on your screen, in five straight games. He's averaging under eight fantasy points per game in his last three. Last week he had one end zone target. That was his first since Week 9. He hasn't been a top 30 wide receiver since week eight. Like, I'm at wide receiver 30, uh, I'm wide receiver 25 this week. Um, You feel like positive touchdown regression is coming. But yeah, I'm probably closing it out on Mike Evans if I have. Because the truth of the matter is, he's been so bad for so long. If you've made the playoffs, You've made it despite Mike Evans, not because of him. Right. You should. You have found other options, whether it's Garrett Wilson or somebody else. You have found somebody else to take that wide receiver spot, and I would roll with whoever it is that got you to the playoffs rather than Mike Evans because it's not just Mike Evans, guys. Brady's looked bad. Yeah, Brady's looked bad. Line's that, terrible. That, that offensive line has looked awful. The Bengals, we know, can get after it. And so, I, I, you know, I, I don't know, guys. I, I would – look – the narrative changes on Evans if that long touchdown gets, doesn't get called back because of the, because of the holding penalty. You know, so They were looking at him, but I, and it's not working, so maybe they'd go back and be like, hey, we've got to figure out a way to, to move Evans around and, and free him up and get him the ball. But he's a, he's a risk-reward wide receiver three for me, and so given the premise of the segment, keep it open or close it out, I'm, I'm more likely than not closing it out on Evans.
3: Every week I come on this show and we talk about Mike Evans in this yes. segment and we say, hey, we're going to leave it open. Well, how many weeks can we continue to do that? Uh, we're going to go three for three here because I'm calling a bartender right there. Hey, man, close out my tab on Mike Evans. I don't want nothing to do with that this week. Right, since week four, close, it out. close that thing out. Big tip, big tipping right here too. Since week four, the Bengals—it's been since week four—the Bengals have let up a quarterback throwing for over three hundred yards. They just held Patrick Mahomes to under two thirty a couple of weeks ago. What you think they're gonna do to Brady and them? I mean, like they've been looking bad, bad. You know, so and Mike Evans is part of that. They mixing in Julio a little bit here and there. Russell Gage has come back. The only consistent target out there for them is Chris Godwin. So. Close that tab up, baby. Yeah, I mean, they're a top-ten scoring defense over the last month, the Bengals are. They're
1: favored in this game. The game's in Tampa Bay, and they're still favored by three and a half. Uh, so they're basically saying they think the Bengals are at least five points better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By the way, you ever notice, like, when you're at a restaurant and you're ready to close it out or you want the check or you're at a bar, you're ready, you, you do this? You know, you're you sort of yeah. like, you know, the, you're over the, the waiters yeah, over yeah. there and you're just like, you know, and, and, like, they know to bring you your check, which is weird because you never actually – You never actually write checks anymore. You know what I mean? Like you you throw down your (laughs) card or whatever. You 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 throw down some cash, but it's not like you don't wave over a waiter, being like, you know, like I just think it's signing it is that but that's what
0: I, I, I think the, the I when you when you but you're get
1: right a credit card it's just a, an old uh it's an old person thing i mean do you guys do that like i'm an old man so i like i'll do that because i'm an old
2: yeah and I, I was a waiter so i used to like that that's how it's loud in a restaurant right. so if somebody didn't do that i'd be like i don't know what yeah, you're doing for me yeah you just yeah yeah right, yeah. right. exactly where were you a waiter at a red lobster at a red lobster <laughs> yes Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, the, the worst no. job I've ever had. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Hook us so up with or them or biscuits. Yeah, exactly. And no, I've had some weird jobs. The <laughs> Hook us up with biscuits. How many it? times <laughs> do people like, I
3: need more biscuits?
2: People would ask for, like, bags to go home. And I didn't care. I'd give them the bags every right, time. exactly. Because you want a good tip. And I was yeah. in college. You're you're working for every last dollar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, every yeah. last dollar. Yeah, exactly. You know how long it would take to scrub out the smell of endless shrimp? I bet. Forty-five I, I, minute showers. Oh my God, <laughs> awful! Oh, I'm yeah. very happy to be here. Okay, that's why I have a <laughs> smile on my way. face
1: every time I'm on this show. Right. Hey, uh, just a note for our producer Brian Rubin. Next week, when uh, Connor's here, I want a whole big bucket of peel and eat shrimp. Oh, I, mean, man. I can make him peel it during the show. I would have nightmares
2: that night. Waiter nightmares. It's <laughs> yeah, oh a real God. thing.
1: <laughs> I can't. That's amazing. Yep. So it's fantastic. The, yep. I, listen, we all listen. I was a paperboy. I was. I mean, like you know, we all have like you know jobs where we started out. I was. A, I was a paper but back this is how old I am. Back when you actually had newspapers it like and you people throw them. Get a glimmer. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah yeah like yeah. I, I rode my that this is when I was a kid in like high school. I would ride my bike and it was one of my high school jobs. I ride my bike and I, I literally had the like the bag and I'd throw papers. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. And if it missed
2: I'd be like I kept driving. You know? Yeah <laughs> like, tough I, one they can yeah, go find
1: exactly. it. So. Find it. It'll be all right.
2: All right. <laughs> back to the wide receivers here another guy trending the wrong way, Hollywood Brown. Tough matchup against Denver uh, his quarterback is now out for the season with a torn ACL, and the last two games for Hollywood Brown have not been pretty. Targets have been great, 16 targets, but only 10 catches for 80 yards. Colt McCoy will be starting a, on the road against the Broncos' pass defense. Any confidence in Hollywood Brown, or is this one closed for sure?
1: I'm, I'm probably closing it out. Again, I'm at wide receiver 31, so it sort of depends on the size of your league. If I'm in a 12-team league, three-wide receiver league, you know um, – I think you can consider it. He's similar to Jalen Waddell in that he's one of those guys that all he needs is one. But uh, And I know I changed my tune, by the way, if Rondell Moore is out once again, but my expectation here is that Rondell Moore actually is going to get a lot of love in this game. I mean, it's worth noting, uh, since Week 10, the Broncos allowed the third most receiving yards per game to the slot. And so I Rondell Moore is going to make the others receiving votes again if he comes back. We, we haven't really gotten an update yet. Um, uh, we haven't... The, Cardinals haven't practiced yet this week on Rondell Moore, but uh, so I think DeAndre Hopkins. You're still starting him, obviously, because of the volume there, but let's we just haven't seen it consistently yet from Hollywood Brown. And given the matchup and Colt McCoy, who doesn't have the arm strength of a Kyler Murray, uh, he's wide receiver 31. I'm probably closing it out here on Hollywood Brown, unless I'm in a deeper league.
3: Look, check it. Like so, look, we got Colt McCoy in the game now, right? Against got-
1: possibly Brett, Brett Ripon.
3: <laughs> you What a matchup. And, and still, you know, at Denver, where the over-under is 36-and-a-half. So how many players from a Cardinals offense in a game that's 36-and-a-half, how many Cardinals players are we going to start with Colt McCoy at quarterback? Hopkins, like you said, we got to right. do that. You don't. Denver's give him...
1: favorite of this game, by the way.
3: Bingo. Look, I you don't. You, you don't give DeAndre Hopkins targets. He's going to fight you. You got to start James Conner because right. the volume is going to be there. So it's just like. Nah, man, I'm good on Marquise Brown this week. Cause, and like you said, the target, he got eight targets last week, but it didn't really amount to much. So I'm going to close it out on uh, Hollywood. And I think you
1: could argue that the Broncos are a better defense than the Patriots. And again, this is a game yeah. in Denver. Cole McCoy's fine. I think he'll be fine. Like I said, I and I might change my tune a little bit if Rondell Moore is out just because I think it'll be a narrow target tree. But
2: yeah, uh, but yeah this is a low-scoring, ugly game. Moving over to the running backs, Nick Chubb coming off a tough week against Cincinnati where not much was working on the ground for him, did not find the end zone. They now have Baltimore. We've seen Baltimore obviously play in these grinded-out games, especially the 10-9 win over the Steelers. Nick Chubb, somebody that people usually leave in the lineup and forget, Barry. Is that the case for the playoffs? I think you're keeping it open on Nick Chubb. I, I get
1: it. Like Ravens are the number one run defense over the last month, and he has been bad, especially since Deshaun Watson came uh, at- into the game, uh, into the league as a quarterback, as a starting quarterback, I should say. You see there on your screen and what Nick Chubb has done with Sean Watson starting. He's averaging 8.4 fantasy points per game and I'm sorry, 8.2. Because you know, math. Right. There you go. Hashtag math. I was told there'd be no math. He's averaging under 60 rushing yards per game. Now, again, they were at the they were at the Texans, they were at the Bengals. The Texans one is the one that's that that makes you nervous, though. But he was so bad. Watson at least looked like an NFL quarterback last week. He's getting better. The expectation is he'll be a little bit better as well against Baltimore. I just don't know how you bench Nick Chubb. Like, who else do you have? He's my running back 15. So that's the lowest I've had Nick Chubb all season. He's now a running back two. He's a mid-tier running back two, whereas he's normally locked in as a right. you know low-end RB1. But if they get in close, you'd expect him to get a touchdown
3: I'm gonna keep it open on Nick Chubb. I get the question, but I'm keeping it open. This is like when we uh, talked about George Kittle last week. Like it's George Kittle, bro. You know, even though he didn't go on to have a decent game, yeah. it's still George Kittle. This is still Nick Chubb here. And again, I'll go back to the over/under again. This game, 37 and a half. The Ravens are gonna do the exact same thing as what the Browns are trying to do, and that's run the ball. We still don't even know who the quarterback's gonna be on the Ravens side. It could be rookie Anthony Brown yeah. making his first start. So That'll, be, that'll keep the Browns in a situation to where they want to run the ball. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. He improved from his first start of the season, but uh, he's not quite there yet. They're going to keep trying to ride Nick Chubb. Got to leave it open because you know Nick Chubb at any point, he could break one of them long ones.
2: A little bit more of a difficult one here, guys. Travis Etienne takes on the Cowboys. Etienne has not been the pass-catching threat that I think we all hoped for when they used their first-round pick on him. You want to hear a crazy stat? Please. Travis Etienne has a lower target share than Derrick Henry this year. Think about that. Does not make sense. Think about that.
1: They're not using him um, in the passing game the way we would have hoped uh, this year. Having said that, they are using him a lot. Over the last two games, he's gotten 80% of the running back snaps. He's had at least 16 touches in the last two games. I get it. It's a tough matchup with Dallas. He hasn't been great, Uh, you know, I am as a borderline top 20 play, comes in at running back 19 in my initial ranks this week. I'm reluctantly keeping it open just because I don't know that you have two other running backs that that are guaranteed to get anywhere from 16 to 20 touches in a game. I get that it's a tough matchup with Dallas, and he hasn't been great recently, but he's another one that just all he needs is one play. So I'm reluctantly
3: keeping it open on Travis Etienne. Look, the, the, the good thing is he's not – well, we don't expect him to be running back 47 again, which is what he was yeah. in week 14, right? The the Cowboys' two uh, – the most recent two running backs that they faced, Jonathan Taylor and Damian Pierce, had moderate success against them. Yeah. Not crazy, like 82 and 78 rushing yards respectively, so nothing crazy. If ETN could hover in that range, though it's it's going to be hard to – feel like he could get the 20 carries to do it he'll have to do it through the receiving game which you just mentioned he hasn't been getting that but like i say the the last two backs the cowboys face have had okay success he's in 80 percent of the running back snaps over the last two games can't leave him on the bench
1: 47 and a half over under two so
2: yeah Vegas, yeah. the Jam does yeah, expect points, points here game. leave it open last one and this is another conversation really about usage deandre swift traveling to take on the jets One note for me here, guys, uh, before we get into this one. Quentin Williams is not practicing today. That could have a big impact on if you are keeping it open or closing it out with Swift. Barry, the big thing for me, he was out carried by Jamal Williams last week. This has been a roller coaster with Swift all year. Uh, What are you doing? What are you doing here? One game. There's one game that DeAndre Swift has played this year where he's had
1: more than five receptions. He's been under five in every other game. He's had single-digit touches in five of the past six games. And you mentioned the, the matchup with the Jets. Who have allowed one receiving touchdown to a running back all season? That's tied for second best in the NFL. Assuming Williams plays, and again he mispracticed today, so that would change my tune a little bit. But assuming Williams gets back by the end of the week, uh, I'm keeping Quentin Williams, not Jamal. Sure. Uh, assuming uh, Quentin Williams plays, then yeah, I'm closing it out on DeAndre Swift. Just it's it's too too
3: scary for me. His usage is too scary and too up and down. In a tough matchup on the road at the Jets, I, I for a second I thought you was gonna go the other way, but for the first time, I think we gonna go a hundred percent on this one. I'm closing it too. He we talked about these two running backs last week, and DeAndre Swift wait made me look foolish, right, right. after that 18 touch game where he went for over 100 in a 110 total yards in the touch. And I'm like, he's back. Yeah, sure. He's not back. No. <laughs> Nine touches, 39 yards, and what's interesting to us – in a
1: game in which the Lions moved the ball.
3: Yeah. And were
2: it, leading it, for much of the game. Yes, they one, were throwing. One handily. The script was in his favor. Script was, was in a, his favor script was in his favor. And they his were favor. throwing a ton. What's- and he's
1: their pass-catching running back.
2: Yeah. So- and all of a sudden,
1: Justin Jackson's getting run. And this
3: was in a game where Jamal Williams didn't even score a rushing touchdown. Right. So, like, come on, man. That, that's just too scary, especially against the Jets' defense. Close it up, maybe we going home.
1: The only thing that I'll, I'll note about that game that I think is worth noting is they had a couple of long touchdown passes. You know, they had the long one to Jamison Williams. They had the, right. uh, you know, they they had the long one to DJ Shark as well. And so, you know, I don't expect that to be the case against the Jets. The Jets defend the deep ball really well, a- and so they're going to have to change the script somewhat on the road at New York. And so I could see them going more run heavy, especially in cold weather on the road at the Jets. But yeah, I'm, I don't know how you could trust DeAndre Swift in this game if Quinton Williams is out then he becomes a, a viable high-end flex you know but um, at the moment yeah I'm, uh, I'm closing it out if it makes you feel better though about you your bad call on Swift last week Lawrence at least you weren't in front of 14 million people saying you believe in Tua last that, Sunday night that's right? the, the, the silver lining right yeah, there that, that's just, like, right. when you
3: were saying that earlier I was like damn I do not want to be known like him
1: yeah <laughs> oh yeah I got trolled on Twitter and rightfully so Rightfully so. Meanwhile, I'm the call. dude
3: always talking about it. Nobody gave me anything. No,
2: I'm no. I'm good with that. You, you were keep a low profile. <laughs> we're going to break when we're back. It's what's on tap. Our Week 15 backfield breakdown.
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World? Like, hey, we came to play. So the way my mom explained it was, like, the play plan that you sit babies in. So basically I was in that, beating on all the toys, and my uncle kind of like walked by I was like, damn, all you hear is bam, bam, bam. So that was a family nickname, and when I started playing wreck ball, I guess it was easier to pronounce than Zonovan, so people just started calling me Bam. And like, I put it on my high school I like some some huddle. I put and Bam Knight, and it pretty much stuck. That
2: was Jets running back Bam Knight. Clearly an agent of chaos since he was a baby in the crib, how he got the nickname. And that leads us, fellas, to what's on tap. Essentially, we're looking, are you starting both running backs in their backfields? You could start one, or you could fade both of them. And we'll start right there with the Jets. Bam Knight, Michael Carter taking on the Lions. As Barry pointed out earlier, Lions' run defense has been a lot better recently, while their pass defense has struggled and Bam Knight has kind of taken the reins in this backfield. After Brees Hall got hurt, the Jets were scrambling. James Robinson, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson. It is now Bam Knight's backfield.
1: Yeah, you know what, I mean and and credit to you, Connor. Um, you know, for listening, when I was saying, Hey, Bam Knight's the real deal. <laughs> I know you cover the Jets. I know you do the pre and post game show. <laughs> no, hold on to your context. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I was, you know, I said, Like, watch out Credit for the Bam Knight guy. S- it was a smart move by me. <laughs> Hang <laughs> so, on to your context. Yeah, exactly. So. Like, listen. No, look, you called, it, you called it really early. A great call by you, or just where you said, Like, I'm not even worried. And you said this weeks ago. You said, They think they found something in Bam Knight. I'm not worried about when Michael Carter comes back. They don't want Michael Carter to be anything other than, like, kind of a third down back. Uh, you know, in a, a, a receiving back, like they think Bam Knight can do it all. He's the guy that uh, they feel like they finally found a Brees Hall replacement yeah. in Bam Knight. And so the volume has been there, right? 17 touches for three straight. Like he's had over 100 yards from scrimmage in two of the last three. He's averaging over 15 fantasy points per game. And oh by the way, he gets Detroit this week. And, and so after last week, Michael Carter might have cost them the game with yeah. that fumble. Uh, Connor, like all in on Bam Knight. I, I, yes. I am starting Bam Knight. I am not starting Michael Carter, however. I just, I don't know. Like, he's now had single-digit touches in three straight games. He's had under 40 40 scrimmage yards in three straight. I get it. It's Detroit, but he's just outside my top 30. I, I'm starting Bam Knight with confidence this week. I am not starting Michael Carter this week. Well, yeah.
3: Even though the D- the Detroit Lions run defense is good and they've been better and all that good stuff, you're still going to put Bam Knight in there. The volume's just too good, and it's not just the volume. He's running. He's he's running the ball efficiently. I wouldn't start Michael Carter if this was the Houston Texans because he's just not the guy anymore. Robert Robert Sala has said it. It has shown he's that dude. Yeah, right. he's value, like a, yeah, He's like a
1: Zach Wilson running back. He's like the running back version of Zach Wilson. Yeah. Put away, I mean, put away. They, they, they're they're That's they're it. moving on. They're moving
3: which is, on. Which is wild.
1: Right. Um. Although I although I big news though Zach Wilson has been promoted to second string. Promoted to second string. No more right, scout like, team. Mike, we, we bet. They, they We're be back. back. we, we, bet. Be back, we baby. bet. Joe Flacco. Uh, pray for Mike White's yeah. ribs, folks. So, um, we all are. There we there we go. Uh, but yeah, even though. What's positive is even though the Detroit Lions' run defense has been better recently, the fact of the matter is is that Bam Knight's being involved in the passing game as well. It's not just all Michael
2: Carter here. So yeah, give me some Bam Knight, Bam Knight. The next Playing one with his toys. A little more difficult. The Bucks' backfield with Rashad White, Leonard Fournette taking on the Bengals, which that front seven alone is a problem for any kind of fantasy matchup. Barry, how do you rank these two? I mean, it's got to be nail-biting close. Between. Yeah, it
1: it really is. Hopefully. Fournette's a little bit healthier this week, and this may flip-flop at the moment. I have Fournette at 23, I have Rashad White at 27. So fairly close. The positives on Fournette is that three of the last four games he's gotten seven targets. He's had back-to-back weeks with six receptions. Uh, I feel like he's the better choice to get a touchdown when they get in close. I know they like Rashad White as well in the passing game, but given how bad that offensive line is of Tampa Bay, you could see a decent amount of dump-offs to both running backs here. They're both touchdown-dependent flexes this week, but if I have to pick one, it's Uncle Lenny, at least as of right now. As you see it there on your screen in terms of what they did last week, uh, you know, Lenny gets 10 touches, uh, Rashad White gets 18, Lenny more effective with his receiving game. Obviously, White was the better runner. So given the fact that the, the, the Bengals are so good against the run, they're a top-10 run defense over the last month, uh, you know, I do think it's weird. Because you would have thought at the beginning of the season, Fournette was the runner and Rashad yeah. White was the passing down back. But it seems like those roles have switched recently. Maybe that had to do with Fournette's health. Again, they're both touched on dependent flexes for me.
3: Look, if you had these dudes rank flip flop, nobody would think anything different of it. If Connor, if you had Rashad White and Matthew, you had Leonard Fournette. I tell both of you, start them both because they both got a shot. Yeah,
1: I mean, ideally, you're not starting either guy because it's you know, it's a tough matchup. That's what you uh, hope, it, yeah. You're hoping you're not starting either, yeah. but I do think both are, again,
2: touchdown-dependent flexes. They're, that's where I have them ranked this week. Another tricky one, but a little bit more optimism, I think, in this offense with the Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon. Pacheco's getting the carries. McKinnon's getting the receiving uh, work here. Lawrence, are both of these guys honestly start-worthy at this point because of their roles in the offense, defined roles?
3: Yeah, I would say Jarek McKinnon is a start definitely in PPR. Um, I would go with Isaiah Pacheco, though, Moore versus the Houston Texans, who are 14-point dogs against the Chiefs, mainly because Pacheco's role, his role's been consistent. Ever since he's been that, you know, RB1 for the Chiefs, he's been consistent at least 15 touches and 80 scrimmage yards in five straight games. So now they got the Houston Texans on tap right here. They could get ahead early, although we always say that about the Texans, and then they almost end up beating the Dallas Cowboys or the Eagles or something. But this time, I'm, I'm good with Pacheco. Yeah,
1: Pacheco's going to make the love list this week. I, I, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that no team in the NFL has given up more fantasy points to opposing running backs than the Houston Texans. No team in the NFL has given up more rushing touchdowns to opposing running backs than the Houston Texans. To your point about the usage there, Lawrence, absolutely right. He's getting at least 15 touches, you know, since he took over, since CEH went on uh, went on IR. McKinnon's more of a flex to me in PPR. He scored in, He scored three touchdowns in the last two games. Little fluky. I mean, when you're on the field, like right. with Patrick Mahomes, stuff can happen. But you know, the, the long touchdown with the the flip pass, like an unbelievable play. But how yeah. repeatable is that? Trick-shot it is play. worth noting. Like you know, he he has you know he is getting targets in the passing game. It does seem like it's a little bit of a narrow you know. It's it's just those two guys in the backfield, and so uh, he comes at 26 for me. Again, I, I agree with Lawrence. He's a viable flex in PPR. But Pacheco is the
2: guy you're definitely starting in this backfield. Speaking of flex, looking at the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, I would think both are trying to play their way into flex territory. How do you rank them this week, Barry? And can you honestly start either of them?
1: I do think you can start uh, J.K. Dobbins. Now, again, no passing game usage. He he looked like he ran out of gas on that long (laughs) touchdown. He comes in running back 30 for me. Gus Edwards comes in at 38. If there's a positive here, it's the fact that Dobbins got through that week healthy. Gets the in, the touchdown. You see it there. 15 touches, uh, 15 rushes, I should say, for 120 yards and a touchdown. You like the matchup with the, with the Browns here. I mean, you know, the Browns always play Baltimore really tough. But in general, uh, they've given up the second most rushing touchdowns to opposing running backs. It could be Gus. It could be Dobbins that gets in the end zone. Based on the usage last week and just sort of the eye test, you prefer Dobbins to Edwards. But again, it's going to be a backfield committee with uh, you know, with a backup quarterback under center. Maybe yeah, the third yeah
3: even though Dobbins do Possibly don't, third string. I mean, we'll see about yeah, that. Dobbins point. don't look like he 100% on that long run he ran, but the Ravens are determined to get him going and get him in the rhythm. So I feel confident in starting Dobbins on the fact that they're going to give him the touches. Gus Edwards, not so much, but because it's a committee, you really don't know. That's why I won't say both, but definitely Dobbins.
1: But they're both, they're both flex plays. You know, if, if yeah, Edwards yeah. was out
2: for this game, you'd feel really good about Dobbins, but again, you know. Last one here, the commanders, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Here's the thing to know. The Giants run defense for about a month plus right now. Teams have feasted yeah. on them. Does oh, that yeah. make okay. both of the – I mean, obviously, Gibson's not getting the run game work, but are both of these guys start worthy? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, Robinson uh, Robinson has the
1: positives here is that He's had back-to-back games with multiple receptions. He's starting to get some passing game usage. He's had at least 20 touches and 85 yards from scrimmage in three of the past four. To your point about the Giants, they're a bottom three run defense over the last month. Four straight games now the Giants have allowed at least 160 rushing yards. And that's what the the Commanders want to do, similar to the Panthers, similar to a lot of these other teams, the Ravens. We're going to play good defense. We're going to run the hell out of the ball. We're going to limit what Taylor Heineke has to do in this one. And we're going to try to, you know, scrape out a win. And so fully healthy off of the bye. Uh, you know, they've had two weeks to prepare for this very important matchup against the Giants. I think Robinson is a very viable flex uh, this week. He's going to make others receiving votes on my love list uh, tomorrow. And Antonio Gibson also right there as well, a little bit more risky because he doesn't have the touchdown equity generally that Brian Robinson does. But I do think they want to go run heavy against the Giants and should be successful.
3: Yeah, you know, all what you said, I'm going to just keep this simple right here. Give me both of them. All right, both of them. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, you got They win. The match, they yeah. win in the but, game too.
1: Yeah, I. Well, they I win hope, in, the I, okay. they in the game. They gonna win the game. I hope so. Gibson should be healthy too. He was a little bit banged up there yeah. uh, just before the bye. so hopefully he's uh, healthier as well. So hail to the Commanders! Hail victory!
2: One last break for us, but one we're back, you can win a hundred thousand dollars by watching the what? Commanders Giants game on Sunday night. We'll explain when we're back. Hundred K. I can okay. Am I eligible? I can use a hundred. <laughs> The NFL season is here, and the NBC Sports Predictor app is giving you a shot at winning $100,000 by entering Sunday Night 7's free contest between the Giants and the Commanders. So if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. All right, guys. Speaking of that SN7, Lawrence, we're going to start with you. Saquon Barkley, total yards in this game what range are you going with
3: it's wild that he's only averaged 50 over the past four games but he's gonna get right this game they might not win the game but give me 100 to 109 total yards for saquon barkley take me to the fantasy championship baby coach brian
2: dable while we were on said that he's a full go for practice this yes week sir. Barry, you have brian robinson
1: yeah, I'm going to take over 100 yards. Look, he's had yes. back-to-back games again with 20 Ooh. touches and 95 or more rushing yards. Again, as I just said in the last segment, the Giants have allowed 160 rushing yards in four straight games. Robinson gets the majority of the work in the run game here. Yeah. I'm going to take 100-plus yards on Brian Robinson.
2: I'm looking at Danny Dimes here. Total yards. So The rushing matters a lot, although I think with the way the flow of this game, the Giants will be uh, looking to throw as well. I'll go 240 to 259, which is actually in the higher range for Daniel Jones, but I do think he'll be tasked with throwing more.
1: Very quickly, uh, just got an alert from the Fantasy Life app. John Glennon on Twitter, uh, who covers the Titans, says Mike Rabel, uh, Traylon Burks still in the concussion protocol, okay. so uh, so we'll wait to see what happens with Traylon Burks, but still in the concussion protocol. All
2: right, let's close out with a fun one here, guys, and a very serious one. Okay, better bet to make the playoffs the Washington Commanders, your Washington Commanders, are sitting at minus 190, or the team they see this week in the New York Giants, who are plus money, Lawrence, plus money. Which yeah, one what, do you like? I, man? What am Jam doing to me here? I, here with <laughs> minus Minus one ninety. Listen,
3: I don't want you to have to jinx your team, man. Thank you, my I'm friend. going Washington Commanders right here because they gonna win this game in Week 15, and then those odds is gonna go crazy for the Commanders. So get it while the getting is good.
2: Are you have belief in your uh, commanders?
1: Uh, I'm just, I've seen <laughs> the end of this movie too many times. I'll tell you this:
3: but I, I'm probably not taking this bet. Is what I'm doing.
1: Like I don't love the Giants at plus money. I don't think they make the playoffs. I yes. think they're starting to get exposed here. But one mi- ni- minus one ninety, it's a lot of juice there. I, I, you know, I'd rather just as a fan. I'm just. I think the commanders right. get there, but I'd rather not have. Uh, I, I don't need to win money. You know, I'll be very. I'll be happy <laughs> enough as it is. I'll put my money elsewhere on uh, on BetMGM. But if you believe. Promo code Barry over at BetMGM. Listen, you get a risk-free first bet up to a thousand dollars. It's a lot of bread. It's a lot of bread. Risk-free as well on your first bet. Listen, get it is closing done. time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here for Lawrence Jackson and Connor Rogers. I'm Matthew Barry. We will see you tomorrow for Love Hate Day. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Peace out.